ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com They said it couldn't be done. They said it shouldn't be done. But here we are, a third episode in, in the midst of a global pandemic. Is your journey necessary? It is if it's been hacked. I'm Richie Firth and I hack travel. This is Richie Firth Travel Hacker. Great intro, Rich. Thank you very much. Do you know what? I'm up for this tonight. Today, Today. I'll get the hang of podcasts one day. If we were driving the M25, we couldn't have a drink mid-podcast, but I thought I would tonight. So I've got two to choose from. It's funny that you say that, because other than the M25 hack... You drank most of the previous series <laughs> on on boats, trains, and aeroplanes. Okay, uh, I've got um, Mittelfruh Vienna Lager, or oh, I've had that before. It's good. Or Yosemite Small Pale. I've, I've had that. I I know where you got these from. You got a discount with Flavorly, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Yes. <laughs> I've taken I've taken them up on the offer. This episode. we should flavorly. If you're listening, like clearly Richie likes the product. I like the product. You might not have heard any sponsor reads in the first two episodes. <laughs> um, how does this go with the Rubicon Corporation? Have we got, have they got back to us yet? If you remember correctly, Rich, last time you dictated a message for me to send to them. I do. They have replied. Amazing. Should I drink the pale ale? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yosemite it is. Do you want to hear what they said? Go on then. I think I need a drink. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for your message. Unfortunate. Oh, they, hang on. There's the first train going past the evening. That's a London Overground train. Uh, almost empty. Good. Good. Unfortunately, at the moment, we aren't able to get involved in any sponsorships. Perhaps... Get in touch with us again in a couple of months and we can try and revisit this exclamation mark. Thanks so much and good luck. That's a fantastic message to receive back. I think what they're saying is if it wasn't for the COVID, they Mm. would be on board like a fiddler's Mm. elbow. Uh, Okay, Uh, maybe we should focus on the positive of that, which is... If the show can survive a couple of months, yes, we've got a sponsor. Great news. Great news. We've just got to hang in there. <laughs> well, Drink in- your pale ale. Hello, Flavourly. <laughs> and in the meantime, coming up on tonight's show. Can you travel from Oxford to Manchester? Nothing more than nine miles across and nine miles down. My favourite... Um, airport website 
and Hagrid from Harry Potter. Oh my God, Rich, you cannot say that thing that you said in the second of those clips another time ever. All that and more, plus a celebrity hack tonight from Countdown's very own Susie Dent. That's amazing, Rich. It is. The thing that worries me, though, is I guess she's more the wordy than the numbers person on the show, which is really good, because after the feedback from the listeners to your maths in episode one... (laughs) I, I think we we could be done up, Rucker. Carol Vorderman looks after the numbers on Countdown, so we're all right. Actually, no, Not it's this Rachel millennium. Riley. <laughs> right, look, if you want to get in touch, travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com. But on with the show. Chris writes, Good day, Mezzas Tango and Flapjack. <laughs> Strong start. Long-time listener, first-time writer. Hopefully you can travel crack this never a term that we've used before but we might go with it i'm a big fan of this email already travel cracker wouldn't work so much as a podcast title would it no no um, unless i was robbie coltrane yes and you're you're not robbie coltrane are you (laughs) no christopher (laughs) oh god (laughs) hi okay i'm robbie coltrane you may know me as <laughs> as TV's Cracker and Hagrid from Harry Potter. I like the way that you moved into the Cornish accent <laughs> as right. he became Hagrid. <laughs> he moved from Jethro to uh, to Hagrid. <laughs> um, anyway. I need your help. I have a penchant for visiting world heritage sites <laughs> and Pacific Islands. I want to knock two off my list by going to, forgive my pronunciation here, Pompeii and visiting Nan Madol. Hang on one second. When he says Pacific Islands, is he talking about islands in the Pacific Ocean or specific islands? It's definitely Pacific, not specific. Okay, cool, fine. I'm thinking of flying via Narita and Guam. Finally, somewhere I've heard of. I've heard of Guam. (laughs) Maybe this isn't best because of one of the connections. Is there, hang on a second, that is a massive train. That is the Hosier State, and that is a large freighter. That's going to be one of those half-mile-long freighters, I think. Yeah, generally run by Freightliner. I wish I lived at your house. <laughs> Come stay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Natalie would appreciate it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, Laura wouldn't. Um Though maybe this isn't the best because of the connections. Is there a better way to get there? Want to fit it into at most a week, probably five-day trip, plus two days travel. Any suggestions for an itinerary besides seeing Nan Madol day trips or must-see sites either on Guam or on the wave I need a layover or a second stop somewhere in Micronesia? Or is there five days of things to do on Pompeii? For communicating, will you shut up? There's a train going in the other direction now. That sounds like one of those breaking. It does. For communicating, do Inmasat phones work there? Legal? Or do I need a different phone? And then he adds, and I'm not quite sure why he adds this. If that's too much, how about... Which is the best car park at Heathrow if you're impatient? (laughs) Things like that matter. (laughs) Things that matter. Wide spaces. I don't like dents. And room to open the hatch in my car to get a bag out without hitting the ceiling, pillars, or the car behind. I don't think we need to think about that bit. Let's get ourselves back to Pompeii. Right. 
Well, first off, this guy's an utter joker. Have you seen Micronesia? It's absolutely tiny. I'm looking at it on a map right now. Who would have guessed? <laughs> it appears to be nothing more than nine miles across and nine miles down. The International Airport of Punpei uh, appears to be, as I look at it, the length of the runway is probably around about an eighth of the length of the actual island itself. The guy's a joker. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm, gosh. I, I'm on Flight Radar 24, my favourite um, airport website, an airline website. There's one flight a day from Pei International Airport, and it goes to Cosray, which I, which I think is in South Korea. Isn't that where you dress up like superheroes? No, that's cosplay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I mean, look, mate, if you can get yourself to Micronesia, um, good luck, because there's one flight a day and the airport's like some Lego place. So the airline is Asia Pacific Airlines, which sounds like something out of Lost. So I, I, I wouldn't... I, I Happy would, holidays. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be heading there myself. Can I help him out on the best car park at Heathrow? Well, Hang yes. Hang on. Are you saying the door is closed to exotic travel on this show? Well, I'm not saying it's closed to exotic travel on this show, but he's claiming they're World Heritage Sites. I've never heard of either of them. How can something be worth the world saving if, if I've not heard of them? Nanmadol appears as a cultural city-state in Civilization VI. What's that? Is that a sci-fi drama? It's a video game. <laughs> the unique bonus if a player becomes the suzerain is a plus-two culture for all districts. Do you know what? No, I wouldn't go there. It's tiny, absolutely tiny. You're probably on some really little plane. No thanks. What's the smallest plane you've been on, Rich? Actually, a glider. Got no engine. How, how does it get up in the air? Two ways a glider will get up in the air. You'll either be towed up by another plane or you get catapulted up by some really, really long winch at the other end of a field. It's, it's weird. When you were saying that, the first one sounded horrific and then you managed to go and say something that sounded even more horrific. Do you know what? I've, I've glid twice, which I think is the past oh tense of gliding. Yep. Um, and... On both occasions, I've used the other one. So I've been towed up by one plane and I've been catapulted up by the other. Oh, God. How was it? The catapulting up is the more frightening. Yeah. But once you're up in a, once you're up in a glider, here's my first serious tip. Wouldn't necessarily say it's a hack. If you are scared of flying, the best thing to do is go in a glider because it makes you appreciate the physics of flight and thermals and air passing over the wing and going up and going down. And then you realise that if you stick a jet engine on the plane, you're, of course, going to go fast through all those thermals and it makes more sense. Okay. Well, that is that is very handy. I mean, I wonder if you can um, go gliding in the South Pacific as a way to get between cosplay and Pompeii. <laughs> Pompeii, I think, is where Frankie Howard did that show, isn't it? Yes, that's ex exactly what it's most famous for. Hi, international listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Give Chris something, Rich. Okay. Uh, fly to Guam. Try and pick up a glider and go over to Micronesia. Uh, and then, yeah, you can tick off Pompeii and Nan Madal on that island. You were right. And that's all you've got for him? No, I said to you about five minutes ago, I can tell him which is the best car park at Heathrow. 
Well, I, I think he, I think we might need to give him that. <laughs> so look, if you're going to fly from Heathrow, here is a travel hack for you. Don't go to Heathrow Airport. Don't park at Heathrow Airport if you're going to fly okay. from Heathrow. Park at Hounslow West Tube Station car park. It's massive. It's got about space for 500 people, and it's only two stops away on the Piccadilly line. It's, it's much cheaper than one of your big uh, Heathrow Airport car parks. Um, there's never any cars in it, so you can park without having to get your car dented and all this kind of thing. The only downside is if you're parking at the weekend, because a fish market does take up two-thirds of the car park at the weekend. But other than that, Hounslow West is an outstanding travel hack from travelling from one of the world's biggest airports. And that is a hack. What if you're parked there and they want to put the fish market on and you're in Guam? Well, if you're in Guam, your car isn't going to move. So all you do have to be prepared for is that they may set up a fish market around your car if your car's still there at the weekend. So you may come back and it smells a little bit. But other than that, it's all good. That's why it's cheap. It's all good. Good. The world's biggest airport. Should we do another hack? Let's do it. This comes in from Geraint. Hello, Geraint. Uh, It's very brief, but I actually think it's quite to the point. And I wonder if there's an element of satire here. I want to get from London to Newcastle with stop-offs on the way. And want to... who, Who possibly has done that journey recently without stopping off? And... I want to know the best places for starter, main and dessert. Could we be referring to Prime Ministerial Advisor Dominic Cummings? Newcastle's up that way. I I would suggest that that this is where he is getting at. Um, Okay. Or not. Maybe he just wants to drive London to Newcastle. I've done it before. I bet you've done it. Uh, I haven't driven London to Newcastle before. I've done it on the uh, I've done it on the railway, the East Coast Main Line. It's a decent mm. train journey. You're looking at about two hours fifty up to Newcastle. Uh, but he wants to get from London to Newcastle and wants to stop for starter, main, and dessert, which would suggest to me uh, that he's looking for a road journey uh, because two hours fifty is a train journey. You're not going to get in a two cor- a three course meal. So we're looking at the roads. Can I ask an important question here? You might have already drawn a conclusion. Does he mean three stop-offs? One where he can have each course? Or or is, is he looking for basically one place where he can have a three-courser? Now, you see, I've thought about this as three stops. You'd have your starter at one, your main mm. at another, and your dessert at another. Now, I've Great. gone a little step further, and I've thought, for me, in my day of eating, starter is breakfast, my main is my lunch, and dessert is dinner. Okay. Would that not mean you ate your meals at funny times of day, though? What do you mean? Not really. Be- because it, it, you wouldn't be on the road for a full, like eight to ten hours would you well let's talk about this shall we okay so you're starting in london and your starter is a place rather dear to travel hacker friends and family yes you're going to start at the starting point the very birth point 
the very point that the motorways had sex of the M25. Oh, yes, what? we're talking about South Mims Services. Oh, God. <laughs> M25, it's where they started, it's where they finished it. It's also the first services you will find heading up the A1M. Uh, word of advice to anyone who wants to start there, <laughs> don't spend more than two hours eating the meal or you'll get a parking fine. <laughs> I think actually it was one hour fifty eating the meal, my friend. Yes, that's how long it took for us to drive around the M25. Yeah, and then I think it was ten hours cuddling in the car park at the end that did us. <laughs> that's why you don't like your wife listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I would propose you would start. Now, if you are to drive up the A1M, suddenly you are taken in some of the world's most beautiful places. You're taken in the wondersment of Letchworth Garden City, St Neots, the beautiful what? areas of Cambridgeshire. Uh, you're taken in Huntingdon. You're taken in Stamford. You're taking in Grantham. You're not going to visit any of these places on the motorway. Okay, I get, I get this. So what you're saying is, so we, we we are basically, other than what you've just preached about South Mims, yes, we're not doing regular service stations here. We are we, we're having a knife and forker in Grantham and St Neots. I believe that if you want to have a journey that majors on having quality meals, you need to yep. get away from the motorways. You could come off the A1 at St Neots and you could suddenly find some beautiful independent restaurant and have a lovely steak or something or other. OK, well, I think that's what he's after. OK, right. <laughs> if you want me to be that specific, restaurants in St Neots. Hang on. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. What, what he asked where can I have a three course meal and you've just basically said don't take the boat away I'm sure you'll find somewhere in St Neots yes I've just is found that, the is new- that back? <laughs> no I've just found uh, the new Bodrum Turkish restaurant in St Neots it's very close to the car park and is this lunch <laughs> yes that's lunch All right, so, so-, so hang on a second Richie we need to break this down so We've we've started in London. Yes, we've got, we have. We've got ten miles up the road. <laughs> we've not gone ten we've, miles. We've had we've had a nice we've had a greasy spoon <laughs> or a KFC in South Mims. That's that is your first course, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then you're saying, then you're saying <laughs> that we head a few miles up the road <laughs> further for our second meal. In, in St Neots. We may have stopped too early if we stop in St Neots. I no, don't... come on, I want to stop in Bodrum. <laughs> okay, hang on then, let me check. The uh, new Bodrum. Oh dear. Turkish restaurant in St Neots. Here we go. Um, it's actually only 1 hour 57 from London. Great. How far yeah. is it from South Mims? Uh, well, mileage wise, only 63 miles. Okay. Okay. That, that that is that is legit. So let's say we only had a light meal at South Mim Services. Yeah, which is our starter. Yeah. So so there's our starter. So we yeah. get we get a salad at whatever the tossed. Uh, okay. Yes, yeah, so we get a salad in tossed at yeah. South Mims. We then head north to St Neots. Yeah, and we've stopped at the new Bodrum Turkish restaurant in St Neots, and uh, we've only travelled uh, for just slight of two hours. Okay, 
So mm. we've had two meals. We've got about six hours left to go. <laughs> no, we haven't. We've not got six hours left to go because now uh, when we leave St. Neots, uh, <laughs> I've stopped too early, mate. It's still four hours, 44 minutes to go. Okay, but that's, that's okay. So let's just get, let's just get north of Leeds, maybe, shall, shall we, and have another meal? Okay, well, how about if we can break York, then suddenly we've just got a beautiful drive through the North York Moors National Park, and then yep. we'll ease into Newcastle. So I would say, let's fight. What kind of meal do you fancy in York? Are, are we stopping? We're, we're going to eat in York, are we? Yeah, we are. Uh, okay, well, so we've, we've had, uh, well, we've had York's, a salad. For- York's famous for the Vikings. What do Vikings like to eat? More importantly, what puddings do they want? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, all right. What do Swedish people like? Because they're Vikings, aren't they? What's Swedish puddings? They do like uh, like cinnamon buns, don't they? The most popular Swedish dessert is a rich chocolate cake known as kladkaka. It combines right. eggs, chocolate, butter and sugar. That sounds absolutely beautiful. I tell you what, this is going to be really good when we have our live travel hacker in Stockholm. Yes, uh, Did we, I haven't had any uh, interaction was, from anyone from that. To ask. No, no, no one from Scandinavia yet has got in 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 touch. That's a shame. Okay, so let's go back to um, what about? Uh, do you fancy a French mess, uh, French meal in York? Le cochon aveugle. Sure. Okay, that's on Warmgate. What do they do? Let's have a look. Uh, here we go. Black pudding macaroon, strawberry and elderflower sandwich, blowtorch mackerel with melon gazpacho. Fusty That's eaters beware. This small restaurant with huge ambition serves an ever-changing tasting menu. So there we go. Um, I think we've answered that. So starter, South Mim Services. Then you're off to the new Bodrum in St. Neots for uh, your main. And then you're off to uh, Le Cochon Avergla, uh, the blind pig in York. And then drop down the North Yorkshire Moors uh, and you're into Newcastle. What a wonderful trip. Uh, alternative from me, uh, drive for three quarters of the journey, just over three quarters of the journey. Uh, with crying, screaming children in the back and a very, very sick wife, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't stop for any loo breaks. <laughs> Get off uh, historic Barnard Castle. <laughs> Eat whatever the fuck you like. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and then, then it's just a gentle 40 minute drive <laughs> from there. <laughs> oh, dear. Maybe one of those two journeys is what someone once took. Maybe. Right, now it's time for our new feature in Season 2 of Richie Firth Travel Hacker. Yes, it's time for this. Time to bounce back on the back track. Track, 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 track. Bring your car jack, bring your car jack. Down the dirt track, down the dirt track. That was good. Thank you very much. Okay, let's get tonight's celebrity hack from Star of Countdown. She's a wordsmith. It's Susie Dent. Hey, Richie. It's Susie. I have a conundrum for you. Um, Every other week or so, I travel to Meter City to record Countdown. And I would love to know, if I invested in an electric car, 
could I get from Oxford to Media City on one charge or would I need to stop along the way and if so for how long I have these nightmarish visions of me on the non-existent hard shoulder of the new so-called smart motorways with no juice please help right well a very green hack and I like what Susie did there at the beginning with calling it a conundrum it's good wasn't it she's on brand because they have the, the countdown conundrum they do Yep. So, right. So, can you travel from Oxford to Manchester uh, on one charge of an electric car and therefore should Susie invest in it? Um, I don't have an electric car, do you, Chris? No, I have I've driven one before. I tried out a uh, a Nissan Leaf. Oh, yes. That's an electric car, isn't it? It is. And yeah. um, I, I just had a flat in Hackney and didn't have anywhere, like I didn't have a way of getting the electricity into the car without like running this really long cable sort of past all my neighbours and across the street. And it, 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 it caused problems. The car, you know, I don't give a shit about cars, Rich. And it, it seemed like in city traffic to move around and do nice things. Like it, it, it had brakes and it had an MP3 player and it turned left and right. As far as I was concerned, it was perfect. So my friend and neighbour Ben has just inv- uh, just invested in a Ford Cougar, uh, and it is electric. It's hybrid. It's got like the small diesel, uh, the small petrol engine in as well, but it's got electric capability. And Ben was telling me that he reckons, from his calculations, uh, that he can run that car for an entire month for 20 pounds and that is just it i find it mind-numbing to think that um you can how often does he drive (laughs) Uh, a very good question I, i see him go out and about he's not a hermit he's got a family um but the thing is you've only got a range on the charge of around about he told me for his cougar 70 miles mm. now on some research that i've done you're looking at around about 100 miles mm. the exception for this is the tesla model s which can travel 250 miles on one charge now manchester and oxford is a distance of 167.8 miles so on a standard standard electric car susie would have to recharge if she invested in the tesla s then she would be able to do it and recharge at media city for then her journey back home i just don't know how much being a dictionary aficionado on countdown pays and whether you can afford a tesla model s okay so a tesla model s is seventy-seven thousand pounds that's cheaper than i thought it was going to be Okay, so from seventy-seven thousand, so that's that's. I mean, it's expensive for a car, mm-hmm. um, but it is like it is it, in in the in the ballpark. You would think for a successful person to consider one day maybe owning. Um, what is the standard? What, so, so what did you say? A Ford Cougar is it? Your neighbour has. Let's have a look. Yes, I never asked him because it's rude to ask friends about money. I find. Uh, well, let's let's just look it up now. Ben, annual Ben's... salary. What's his annual salary? <laughs> okay. Um, Here we go. Ford Cougar plug-in hybrid. No, I don't want someone to contact me about it. Oh, that's annoying. I think it's about forty grand. Someone's directed me to the Enfield dealership of Ford now. Pricing and specs, auto car. 
It's available from £33,000. Okay. That's really affordable, but it's not going to do the 200 that your Tesla's going to do. So, so Susie has a choice then, I guess, of forking out all of that hard-earned countdown money on one supercar that she knows she'll never have to stop off for. Correct. Or she goes for the car that... Would she only need one stop off for this yes, other one? Correct. So where would is is there where should she be stopping off? Is there is is there a way that she could go? Look, you only have to have one stop off, and you can have it in this nice place. Well, for stopping off, uh, she'd be looking at the services at Canuck on the M6. Canuck, I don't think is the hack she wants to hear (laughs) i know i'm afraid uh that your motorway services these days they've got them all uh when uh fleet services burned down on the m3 they rebuilt it not again what you (laughs) you're obsessed with fleet services burning down (laughs) uh the southbound did burn down they rebuilt it it's one of the most state-of-the-art service stations in the uk and it's got lined up about 25 tesla charging points now i think you can charge other uh, electric cars there as well but they're all kitted out so canuck might not be where susie dent wants to be leafing through dictionaries reading words but it would be the optimum place for her to charge up half her ford cougar if that is the direction that she chose to go i can i come up with an alternative for susie as ever that's what you do because you are mr contrary i just think that look someone who knows all the dictionary is not going to be content with a service station in canuck yeah fair enough susie knows loads of words which means she should do a two-stop off trip deliberately and actually use them to further her knowledge and inspire her along the way. <laughs> Stop off one, 40 miles from Oxford, Stratford-upon-Avon. Oh, the home of the bard, Christopher, you're on fire. Oh, yes. And then I couldn't really think of a major cultural place north of Birmingham that might work. But as we mentioned it last time, uh, I think maybe on episode one, uh, Congleton. She could stop in Congleton because they like interesting history. It's nicknamed. It's nickname, I believe, is Bear Town. Right. Because they took a mortgage out on the villi- on the town Bible, so as they could buy themselves a new bear. Really? Apparently, like I, I, I wow. might be really mangling that history, but it's called Bear Town because effectively it flogged its Bible for a bear. Well, that and does. That is- inspiration rich and does sound like the kind of thing that Susie would share with people yes uh, from dictionary corner she'd be like i had to stop off twice today it's a shame to read shakespeare it's a shame when you're looking at a map and looking for a literary reference north of birmingham you ignored stoke-on-trent where robbie williams would have written angels with guy chambers but there we go i don't think he wrote that in stoke if he wrote a single one of his hits in burslem I will put my hands up and apologise. <laughs> so there you go. There's a hack. And Susie, as you like a dictionary, here's the definition of the word hack. To cut with rough or heavy blows. Oh, no. Hang on. What? Um, <laughs> to cut with rough or heavy blows. That's not what we mean. Hang on. A hack. A hack. A hack. Uh, Does this show have the wrong name? <laughs> <laughs> we might have been better off being travel crackers. <laughs>
A writer or journalist producing dull, unoriginal work. Yeah, that's more us. Yeah, closer. <laughs> well, there we go. Quite an episode tonight. Micronesia, the Bodrum Turkish restaurant in St. Neance and the tale of the Congleton Bear Bible, all in one episode of Richie Firth Travel Hacker. What's that you say? You enjoyed it? Yes, rate it and review it on wherever you got your podcast from. If you want to have a journey hacked, then email us at travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Richie Firth or at Producer Chris and we will be back for another hack in your crack. What? ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>